just real quickly before we begin. Yeah. You know, you might, it just might be a good idea to say, you know, say a quick prayer. Oh, fuck. God damn it, Newland. Think about your future and how you've planned for it. Okay, are you ready? Form your next of kin. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Get some text messages fired up to your next of kin. Um, Hello and welcome to another episode of the After School Anime Club. My name is Max Newland. I'm your host for today. And with me are two of my uh, good friends in this world. He is a great customer if you're in the business of illegal weapons maintenance. It's Max Kostrak. Hello. Uh, I love doing illegal things. <laughs> Who doesn't love it? You know, we should all do yeah. something illegal every day, I think. Mm-hmm. Just a little one for you. This yeah. one's for me. I'm just going to break a, a little crime. Just a tiny crime as a snack. And she was trained from birth to be the perfect killing machine. It's Steve Matos. Honestly? Yeah, that's about right. That's you can true. tell this is an anime podcast because Newland, I don't think that's the first time you've introduced Stevie with almost that exact phrase. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, what can I say? They do that a lot in anime, don't they? With the little children who they who are very good at murder. These children into killers. Excuse yeah. me. Look, that's the only way you can indoctrinate them into your worldviews is to train them when they're young. You have to get them when their brains are impressionable <laughs> and made of cake. Step step one, train them to be the perfect killers. Step two, question mark, question mark, question mark. Step three, end <laughs> all war. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. Where do you think South Park got it from? It's so simple. We we just have to kill the bad war guys. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. How else are you gonna fight aliens? You think adults are gonna do it? No, no. It's gotta, gotta be the kids. Games. Yeah. Oh man. Every time somebody mentions that, I just think of Ender's Game, and I'm just sick a little. Yeah, Orson Oof. Scott Card could never write Gundam. I don't think. You know what I mean? No. The Gundam people could write Ender's Game, but Orson Scott Card could never write Gundam. I think he could write one of the reboots for Neon Genesis Evangelion, though. <laughs> I think that's right up his alley. <laughs> Yeah, oh a lot of the weird stuff can go in there. <laughs> sure, throw all your choices that way. That's exactly where it fits. Come on, we've seen, have you seen the movie? I actually haven't seen the entire back half of Evangelion. <laughs> it's so, it gets worse and weirder as it goes on. Here's a, here's a preview of how little Evangelion I have seen. I have never seen the character Kaoru. I've only oh. ever seen the first episode, so I'm also in the dark here. Okay. No. I know so much of it through cultural osmosis. And, it gets uh, weirder and weirder. Did it, hey, did it show an adult swim? Can we talk about it? We should we, we have to. We have to do Evangelion. Um but you we know, to, we're not yeah. we're not here to talk about Evangelion. We're here to no, talk about a different thing. Um but we have to do something else before we d- uh, do that. Text our next of kin. Well, you know, here's the thing. It's Would you call it a gauntlet? You threatened us. Or a trial? You came in ominous and hot, Newland. It's the end of the semester, and I know this is like an emotional time for everybody, so I thought it would be a good time to, you know, soothe everyone's spirit with a nice wholesome game of Band for Life Graduation Edition. Oh no, oh no, oh no. 
I'm, I knew it in my brain. I was like, Newland is going to somehow get vitamin C into yeah. this motherfucking I, podcast. I knew he was going to bring a B4L today. <laughs> B4L. And, and since this is the last episode where we're reviewing an anime, there's going to be one more like wrap up episode for the season. Um, yeah. I wanted to celebrate the the end of the semester with the greatest graduation hits of our generation. Great. Um, <clears throat> so what I've done is I've I've collected uh, some anime music videos here. Um, each one is set to what was determined by the Rolling Stone to be one of the greatest graduation songs of all time. Okay. Um, I don't necessarily agree with every item on this list, and you will you will you will see that. Um, so I'm gonna give you like a, a little hint and a little. I'm gonna tell you a little bit about the video. All you have to do is tell me who the name of the song. That's all you need. Okay. Okay. Um, are we and buzzing? we'll buzz in. Are, yes, are we we'll buzz in you? this okay, time. I think we're, we're gonna we're gonna make it nice and short and sweet. I've got six AMVs here. You have six opportunities to get points, and uh, you know, let's. Uh, are, are you ready? As ready as I can be. Yes. All right. So again, this is from the list of uh, all-time greatest graduation songs. Number one, Tenchi and friends reminisce about the time they saved his mom to the sound of this sensitive voice-led Sarah McLaughlin ballad in the video In Memory of Achika by Samurai Zilf. <laughs> I don't know shit about Sarah McLaughlin. Sarah McLaughlin. I don't even spell her last name. In memory of Achika. Sarah McLaughlin. I'm just going to buzz also... in. Yes, yes. Okay. Yes, Mr. Kostrak. Um, I don't know the name of the song. I don't even know if this is one of hers. Uh, I'm just associating it with the sad animal commercial. Um, <laughs> is it in the eyes of an angel? They did use this song for one of the sad animal commercials, but it was not in the arms of an angel. No. Okay. That's not the one that was on the list of graduation songs. Stevie, do you have a, a guess? No, I don't know at all. I don't know anything by Sarah McLaughlin. So the I song, her last her name ends in an H. Is the song <laughs> "I Will Remember You" by Sarah McLaughlin? Oh. I will remember you. You know this of one? Course. Oh, I didn't know that was her. I don't, I don't I know, know graduation her. songs. This is I didn't know so her. tough. Oh okay. boy. Okay. Well, here's here's number two. This is one that I took a little issue with. Number two, Naruto browses an old family album and reminisces to this song that I thought was pretty questionable, but I'm not the Rolling Stones, so what the fuck do I know? <laughs> this is the video, the Konoha Memory Book by Tsugasa, and it is to a song by the band Nickelback. Ew. Uh, that's Stevie. Is it Photograph? Yeah. Yeah! Of course. Look at this photograph. <laughs> Every time I do, it makes me shit. Look at this anime. <laughs> you know the classic uh, graduation song, Photograph by Nickelback. <laughs> yeah, it's absolutely not. Yeah. Like, what, what is happening? What? Is, who wrote this yeah, article? In fucking correct. Some shill. That's who wrote it. So this next one is a Kingdom Hearts AMV. I hope that's acceptable oh. to you. Yeah. Fuck yeah. Um, Let's go. Kingdom Hearts is obviously anime, so I figured it'd yeah. be fun. Uh, yep. Yeah. Sora and Kairi think about the many roads that have led them to the present as they contemplate starting a new journey in the video Every New Beginning by K.A. Yoon. The song is by the group Semisonic. It is often attributed to Green Day, though that is incorrect. Semisonic? 
often attributed to Green Day. Green Day. Title of the video, Every New Beginning. I have no idea. I've never heard of Semisonic in my life. Oh, yeah. One hit wonder for sure. Uh, Stevie? I'm a guess, but I know this is wrong because I know this isn't the band. I'm going to just say Wonderwall. It's not Wonderwall. No, no, no. You're in the right, I would say, neighborhood. Yeah. Uh, Class track, if you want to hazard a guess. Ah, no. I don't have anything for this one. I don't know. It's closing time, folks. What? Oh! Every new beginning comes from some other beginning's end. Oh, I have God. literally never title. attributed that song to Green Day, but I had really? I've never known yeah, that because me neither. He doesn't sound like the lead singer of Green Day. It doesn't at all. How would you? Who fucks that up? It, it, this is likely a holdover in my memory from the days of Kazaa when everybody thought that uh, one Zelda song was by Weird Al. Oh my yeah. God! The, the number of yeah. fake Weird Al songs on Kazaa right. made I, I <laughs> right. legitimately kind of got in real life mad about it because I was like. <laughs> I own the CDs. This isn't a fucking weird album. It's not him. Step off. Stop. (laughs) The one about rye bread or whatever. Stop. Yeah. (laughs) Truly, don't let me catch you in these streets thinking that closing time is by Green Day. Do not. Please do not not let me catch you. Like, I don't really. Al's got shooters out here, folks. Truly. Have we seen, this is a sidebar, we can get back to it in a second, but have we seen the trailer for the new I Real have not, I've been movie? waiting to watch yeah. it. Yeah, oh yeah, uh, go, go treat I'm yourself so excited, after though. this. It's coming, one. baby, it's good. Uh, anyway. All right, okay. we're in the back half of the quiz now, and this one you may have seen coming, so fingers on buzzers. Let's go. In the video, My Memories by NYC's Baby Gangsta, <laughs> Yugi and friends celebrate another school year over. Moving on to bigger and better things to this upbeat but nostalgic vitamin C hit. That was Costrack first, yep. Is that graduation by vitamin C? Yeah, can you, I'm not going to withhold the point, but can you give me the parenthetical? It's there like, is a parenthetical in the title. It's it's like friends, um, forever, fr- friends forever. It's friends forever, yeah. Friends forever, yeah. Friends forever, yeah. By vitamin do you want, C. Do I remember you want that because I did have it on several like mixed CDs that were handed out <laughs> at graduation to me. Do you want to guess the most obviously cringe thing that I that, like that that is about me in relation to this song? Sure, please. please yeah. Guess you got to guess. Oh fuck. You're turning the tables uh, on me over here. I'm turn, used to you guys table, guessing How the me. turns have tables, guess. Um, did you try to put your, did you try to put this song on, um, on the aux cord, but you put something else on by accident? <laughs> it was embarrassing. No, I own the CD and I bought it with my own fucking money. I oh own vitamin C's entire album. <laughs> oh my. Nice. Is, is the rest of it good? <laughs> Well, there you have it. It's not good at all. <laughs> hey, I think every one of us is at one point in our lives maybe bought a CD for one song. My, I mean, my the first album I ever spent my actual money on was Enema of the State. So we've gotten better. Okay, we album. grew up. It's not a bad first. We album. grew up. Yeah, it's not bad. The next two videos were also video game AMVs. I hope this is acceptable to you. Oh, uh, okay. Um, uh, number five, Miss a Thing by Primula D. Titus and Yuna celebrate the brief time they have together in this heart-wrenching Final Fantasy X video set to a classic... Stevie? Is it, um, I Don't Want to Miss a Thing by Aerosmith? Yeah, it sure is. It's my favorite oh. fucking Aerosmith song, no cap. Brilliant. Before the artist. <laughs> yep. I was just, it was the next word out of my mouth was Aerosmith. <laughs> it's a- 
favorite fucking Aerosmith song. And I mean that with complete seriousness. I want to, I'm actually going to go watch that AMV. (laughs) Primula D. Miss a thing. VGMV. Um, And the last one is, again, it's more Final Fantasy anime adjacent. Across dimensions and timelines, love finds a way. Set to a famous Cindy Lauper ballad. Features cutscenes from Final Fantasy 8, 9, and 10. Oh, damn. Cindy Lauper? Cindy Lauper graduation song. Graduation uh, song? You know, the films of... uh, the the Breakfast Club connection not not literally Breakfast Club but what's that guy's name who made those movies you know is he gross the gross one I don't know probably the gross old one probably. no I'm thinking of the Woody one not that one right no 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 is he the same guy who did Ferris Bueller not Woody Allen but the guy John who did Hughes Club? that's who I'm thinking John of Hughes. John Hughes ah. Um, Cindy Lauper. What do I know by Cindy Lauper? Yeah, this is uh, this is unfortunate. I, I cannot name a single song by this artist. Um, name any Cindy Loppers? Oh, oh damn. no, no, I do, and I can't think of it. It's really popular, but you said it, and all I can think of is Kate Nash and you, I, or Kate Bush, you, and I know it's wrong. Can you sing it? No, because running up that hill is stuck in my head right now. So um, no, yeah, so that, that right one my, takes up a lot, up of, a lot of RAM. It lives in my head right now. Did I tell you all so about far. the the running up that hill AMV I found on Anime Music Video from 2002? <laughs> no, you did I don't not. Think so no, um, you did not. Uh, it's Vegeta, and it's like him, like really in his feelings about not being able to go Super Saiyan, set to running up oh that my hill. God. Oh and when God. I found it, I, I felt like I was time traveling, to be completely <laughs> honest with you, because that song is so huge right now. And yeah. this video is so 2002, like Windows Movie Maker ass. <laughs> oh, it was like 144p, basically. Video. Wow. D- does nobody have it's an answer? Meant to be watched on a no. postage stamp size. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes. Put this on a Game Boy Advance cartridge. Put that shit on a Zune <laughs> yeah. and call it a day. Okay, it was time after time. Cindy oh! Lauper's time after time. Oh! I'm so bad at music. I know that there are listeners very likely screaming every time we play they this were game. So and I'm just like, I can't name songs by artists, so <laughs> Uh, maybe next time I'll do like a, uh, w- would it be more fun if it was like all one artist? I think I- any kind of gimmick for it would be would be mm-hmm. amazing. Okay. I mean, this, I would now, be down with all one artist because that would be funny because it'd be, it'd be really funny to see who's, the, like, the which artist, like, yeah, like who was really about what artist. Now, that would be really mm-hmm. fun. I hate to be the one to bring this up, but Newland, <laughs> you did your due diligence last time, I believe. Mm-hmm. Stevie and I do need to post an anime <laughs> music video with no context to our Facebook wall. We, yep. we dead ass lost. Yeah, we, we must pay the penalty. I'm looking at the scorecard here. Yikes. <laughs> Yikes. Um, what, I get two? Did I get two? I got two. You got two. I got one. Newland right. got three. Three. <laughs> Um, so I will share with you this, uh, this list that has all of the, uh, all of the links to the animes. Thank you. I will, I, I will this. choose one. It might be that Final Fantasy X one. <laughs> <laughs> Mine's probably gonna be the Aerosmith one because it's truly, I love that song. I love Bell Homestuck. that song. Homestuck truly <laughs> made this world. Uh, truly. <laughs> uh, th- I just do want to say the Homestuck version of Don't Want to Miss the Thing is still funny to me. <laughs> 
Oh, yeah. It's so funny. No, it's so funny. There's still funny things about Homestuck. There are. There are. That we won't get into on this podcast. Mm -mm. Nope, because it's not about Homestuck. We're locking that shit up tight right now. Um, I'm sorry I let it out. I'm sorry I took it out. (laughs) We're all trying to find out who did this. Um, Let's... uh, Let's let's freaking do it. Let's rip this Band-Aid off. Gundam Wing, the final episodes that we are watching this season of Gundam Wing. Yeah. Episodes five and six. And this is what happened. Episode 5, Relina's Secret, opens with harsh words exchanged between the Dorland family and the Specials. It seems they're here to dispel rumors of war. Lady Un of the Specials plants a bomb at the site of the meeting and is almost foiled by Relina. On the edge of death, Dorland reveals that Relina is secretly the daughter of the once-powerful Peacecraft family. We check in on a few Gundam pilots and see them leaving on a new mission. Zex is preparing the tall geese as well. Hito's wing Gundam strikes an Oz base as Relina gets acquainted with his mysterious benefactor, Dr. J, who unveils a secret history of assassination and espionage with Oz at the center. Duo arrives at the base just in time to get flexed on by Hito, and Relina heads back home to Earth. Episode 6, Party Night, begins in the aftermath of the assassination. Relina searches for closure and unreports to Trace, who wants to prepare for a Gundam attack. Hito's hacking school records again, and this time he makes himself disappear. Relina confronts him and issues him yet another invitation. Wufei rains hell on Oz and Troa gets accused of quiet quitting at the circus. His lack of mortal fear disturbs his scene partner's knife throwing, which is perhaps why she's so disoriented she starts catcalling him afterwards. Bella and Edward, uh, Relina and Hiro share a quiet moment, interrupted by the presence of an Oz carrier. Elsewhere, Catra has started investigating the identities of the other Gundam pilots, and Duo thinks about his erstwhile friend, currently going absolutely ham on some Oz suits. Hiro knows he should let Relina die, but his heart just won't let him. Trey's calls Un off the attack, so he can tell Noin that he saved Relina, and Hiro jets off once more, looking doubtful. Turbulent. Right? Tumultuous. Yeah. Um, did we catch the thing I told you to pay attention to last episode? Um, totally forgot. In the it, what, what, what was it you told us to pay attention to? What's Relina's last name? Oh, oh yes, yes. Peacecraft. Yes. Is, uh, related to Zex. Boom. Yeah, baby. Part of the royal fa- or this family line of pacifists. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Interesting. Right. Pe- interesting. Yeah. Interesting, interesting place for that Zex. to have ended up. Nice robot. right absolutely which is great lady oon i yeah what's up with her now this is fascinating great pretty cool she's she's great also fully ready to bomb a school ready to bomb a school there's this moment where um i I, one of the uh the nobody pilots is like hey is it okay really okay for us to attack this defenseless civilian facility (laughs) and it's like dude just say school it's a school right. for children who are having a dance party for children at school. It's a, a civilian facility. Uh. <laughs> well, yeah, and this, I think, this is like the first time that the politics of the situation are being addressed. It, this is, I feel like, very common for us. Like, we we start watching a heady space show, and it just starts to get heady on episode three. You know what I yep. mean? Yeah. Um, yeah. We're like... Yeah. 
we just we just started getting into the philosophy with Flash the Stampede, and now we're getting into this like we're starting to actually understand the war situation. Like I feel like we got the actual like an in depth history of the war for the first Stay time. Stay tuned, basically. Anime Club fans. We're gonna get really thoughtful next time. Absolutely. I really I appreciate again. I appreciate the exposition. I do. For sure. I just love how long it took her daddy to die. Is her daddy's middle name Mercutio? Because he died for forever. <laughs> having to explain her whole lineage. <laughs> having to explain, like, everything. Well, it wasn't just him. Because Dr. J was really good at, like, really explaining a bunch of other stuff, too, which was really awesome. Because we also get we also get this insight into why the Gundams were made. And we get an insight into, like, what's really been going on for years, right? Because uh-huh. they talk about... We talk about how like Hiro's name is really a code name and like all this extra stuff. Like Hiro Yui is not Hiro Yui's real name, which is pretty yeah, cool. He's, it's a code name named after one of the leaders of the colonies yeah. who was assassinated right. by Oz. It's like this is some right. intri- this is okay. Yeah, but it's dope because it's one of these things where it's like, oh, so we're being dropped into this conflict that's been like we already knew this, right? We had this conversation in the first the first mm-hmm. yeah, episode about this. Yeah, these people have a reason this. for fighting. Have mm-hmm, a reason for fighting, mm-hmm. and also Oz has been doing like we're seeing Oz get bold now, but Oz has been working in the shadows for years in in this world, right? Absolutely, they were they've been killed, they've been assassinating leaders, they've been destabilizing colonies, they've been doing all of this stuff for a really long time. So all of this aggression, like we're sitting here like, how is this throwing all of these other military leaders off when they're like, man, y'all are being really sketch? What are you? Why are you spending all this money on specials? Why are you doing all this stuff? But the colonies are like, no, we've been fighting this war specifically with the with the Oz faction for decades because they have been destabilizing our shit for a long time, which is mm-hmm, pretty mm-hmm. reminiscent of a lot of places. It's pretty real world. It's pretty close to home. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> Central this... America would like to have a conversation. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah these kind of hate colonies. to laugh. <laughs> right? I hate to laugh, but it's real. Yeah, I I really like how much we get into this background as well, because the other thing Mm -hmm. Dr. J reveals here is that the colonies, uh, the the words he used here, they were built by scientists and laborers. um, Yeah. Like, very, like, you know, hey, look at these guys. Um, Right. The the other thing is, okay, at the end of the day, Dr. J is training up child soldiers and sending them in advance, Uh you know, tech to commit war crimes. Um, and he, he has this high minded ideal of like, okay, this is for the peace of the colonies. Um, and this line that he drops where they are only targeting the dangerous, evil people responsible for starting wars. They're like really hitting you. It's, it's being laid on very thick here. Um, and I don't think it should be lost at all that like, if the purpose of Hiro Yui was to create the perfect killer who can prevent all wars, the mission has failed. War is on. Like, yeah. right. war has not <laughs> right. been prevented. They're killing soldiers. Right. Like. It has, in fact, been accelerated, like, quite yeah. a lot by the involvement of the Gundams. Yeah. So, like, the, the mission has failed from the beginning. Right, because the Gundams, because what happened was, right, like, instead of these the Gundams being something that was like, oh, well, it's kind of the thought, I'm assuming, because I don't know these things, I have a degree in art, not political science. <laughs> um, I have a degree in art, not political science. But the concept of like this, I think it, it reminds me of like the Cold War and the arms race. And it oh, was yeah. like, if we as a country, like if this country has more nuclear weapons than other country, then every other country would be hesitant to 
you know, pull some funny shit because we just smoke their asses. Um, but as we can see, that's not necessarily the case, right? Because mm-hmm. because of mostly because globally so many things are interconnected. Um, you know, you know, flipping the flipping up them tops and pushing red buttons would actually destabilize more things than people realize. But that's like that's a big thing where it's like that pesky old mutually assured destruction. Right, exactly. It's like, oh, you thought that having a Gundam, which is practically, like, as of right now, practically indestructible, and, you know, and the best of the best, you thought that was going to be enough of a deterrent, but... Yeah. Dare I, mean, I call it a Metal Gear? Oh. <laughs> 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 right. And it's just like, it's like, you thought that was a deterrent, but when you've got all these people who you can, who you can tell one thing, but then show them, something, you know, you can tell them one thing via propaganda, via, yeah. you know, via controlling a message... And then when they get on the battlefield, it doesn't matter because they're going to die anyway, um, because you know what they're getting into. Like, it doesn't really, that's pretty irrelevant, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's wild. It's wild. Um, One of my favorite things in episode five was that um, Un uh, called Relina a whole idiot to her face. And I felt very vindicated. Oh, yeah. Called her a whole idiot to her face. She's not, she does not spare this child. She doesn't she pretend. Calls her to an idiot be... and then immediately kills her dad. Yeah. He immediately kills her dad. Yeah. Calls her an idiot. Immediately kills her dad and then is like, kill her. Like is like not even get, trying get rid of this. to fix this problem. Right. Please. Not even trying to be like Sally Poe, who's like, I'm gonna use you for information. Un's like, oh no, uh, you're related to him. Nah, you gotta go. I'm, I'm a good villain and I know what I'm doing. And it's time for <laughs> yeah. you to die. You gotta die. <laughs> I appreciated that about, I was like, man, I forgot how much I missed Une. She's a fucking badass. How on your shit do you have to be that like the kid walks out and hands you your fucking bomb? It is Uh 10 seconds until it goes off. (laughs) Really? If she had paused for even one second in that scenario, she would have been Looney Tunes. Like it would have been like. Right. Oh, here's your bomb, and it blows up in your face. Like, <laughs> ultimate Roadrunner Coyote shit. She immediately yeah. clocked the right window and threw this yeah. bomb through. And Crazy. threw it with enough force to break, break the it. fucking yeah. window, though. Like, this woman is a fucking beast in she's the best way. She's on her shit. She knows she what bad. she's doing. B-H-A-D bash. And bad. she's trying to get she's trying to get attention from Trey's, but he does not I mean he's got wheels within wheels, it seems. He's, he yeah, does. And he's releasing birds that come back to him. Uh <laughs> there's all kinds of stuff that he's super involved in. So into it. I just love how Trey's is meant to be like this like playboy, like this like super oh, hot yeah. aristocrat. Oh, yeah. I, I always God I'm the aristocrats. I am never going to forgive my second year college roommate for ruining the word aristocrat for me. Yeah. Did he make you watch that movie? Yo. So here's the thing. My second year roommate, (laughs) my sophomore year roommate said, I don't know if this was real or not. And so if she ever hears this, um, if she wants to tell me and come clean, fine. I will, I will fight her in these streets. But she would say um, before she had to go to bed every night, she had to listen to Walt Disney's The Aristocats before to, to go to sleep or she couldn't sleep oh without my it. God. So for all of fall semester, my sophomore year of college, <gasps> you every also night fell asleep to it because we had a dorm. And it wasn't like a headphones? suite. No, I Did lived. Own headphones. No weird sleep music. And, and since we all went to the same college, you're going to know exactly what I mean when I say I lived in 
uh, Hugh Poland Hall that year. Oh my God. So there were no sweets. No sweets. Do not we my know own this room. person? Please don't say their name, but do we know this person? No, Max, I don't know. Okay. They, they, they were not in our major. They were not our major. No. Okay. No. But every... Well, you know like, who you are if you're listening. <laughs> yeah, you do. And know that I stole a bunch of champagne at your wedding on purpose because of that. That's what you so get. There. <laughs> so there. Um, so there. So um, there. Can we talk... Can we also... Talk, I mean, look, episode five is completely... It's called yeah. Relina's Secret. So unfortunately, we had to focus on her being a, a just lot. an absolutely dunderheaded teenager for... 20 minutes um can we talk about how even though her daddy like her daddy was in the middle of getting slapped in his whole Dude. face in a conference and she's like i'm gonna go to the store by myself uh-huh, it's uh-huh. fine and i'm like you, you i'm still going shopping bye i'm going shopping by myself <laughs> and then dr j is like i'm gonna still drop you off on earth by yourself by yourself i'm gonna send you back to your mama but by this yourself you're gonna be she, this is going fine to school whatever your your daddy just died you know underneath not you. my problem not I raised a bunch of emotionless teens, um, so this that is was... actually not what I fucking signed up for. <laughs> Very reductive way to translate this, but when he leaves her, he's like, I'm not saving you for your name. But I think what he really says is like, I'm saving you because you have the same look in your eyes as Hiro. And my brain went, I'm not saving you for your name. I'm saving you because you also looked suicidal. You also look like one of my child soldiers. <laughs> Yeah, you look like you're trying to put yourself into a way where you don't have to do the work yourself. You just get taken out by the by the environment. <laughs> you know, I, I, Relina got a lot of screen time this episode, but to be honest, the most interesting thing for me, and and this has been true through most of the episodes, has been as we shift from pilot to pilot because I'm not yeah. super familiar yeah. with these characters. So the the big thing for me, um, the the shift to Catra and and Troa that we got a little mm-hmm. bit. Um, mm-hmm. the thing that I got from Catra that was implied through these first episodes, but was just kind of made a little bit more explicit this episode was this, that I didn't realize none of them knew that the others were there. They were all sent yeah. independently, mm-hmm. um, which I understand mm-hmm. for a covert mission kind of makes sense, but it also fucking doesn't. Um, so yeah, I think. I, I can understand why it would make sense. Like, it does and it doesn't, right? Like, because if uh-huh. something happens and you don't know who they fight for and you kill or destroy, like, if you kill another Gundam pilot and destroy that other Gundam, you ensure two things. That, well, you ensure one big thing, that neither the pilot or the Gundam fall into enemy hands. Right? Yeah, like, yeah. That's, that's, the, that's, like, the only big pro out of it that I can I can think of is that, like, you're making sure, like, if, if you if we all don't know who we're fighting for and who we're aligned with, it's like then if I if I consider you an enemy, then then I will kind of kill you without consideration, if that's the term I'm speaking in draft. But like I will kind of kill you without without hesitation, and therefore, from from the doctors, from the scientist standpoint, then that note, then they have the they have the reassurance that their plans, like their their schematics, their plans, and their person that they trained would never have to run the risk of giving up um, colony secrets, and also yeah. they never have to worry about mm-hmm. these Gundams getting retooled and being used against them, uh, specifically by Oz. That's the only thing I can think of. And twelve year old me could never have connected those dots. I so. I, I I get that, um, but it's not good. Oh no, it's it, still no, bad. No, oh no, yeah. Well, yeah. I, I, it I doesn't serve the can... plot <laughs> at all. <laughs> but that's the uh, only we do logic not I can. Endorse 
the no, 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 no. of the, no, 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 no. the colonial military. But um, so Catra and, and Troa, I feel like we have not had a lot of time with the two of them on screen. They had their little moment between their robots. They did a <laughs> concert together, completely just out of context. And now there is, yeah. Catra has this deep longing that I've never seen yes. one character have for Thank another. You. <laughs> like Thank you. Like it for is immediate. It. Like, oh, okay. Um, I now understand the fan fiction game we played last oh, episode. Oh, he's in love with the man. He's fully in <laughs> yeah, love with the this man. Is, wha- this I is overt. It. This is... Absolutely. When he said goodbye, friend, Troa, I was like, okay. <laughs> what? All right, translator. Right. Right. <laughs> I was like, I was listening. I was like, I was watching it right while while at the at the job today. Sorry, not sorry to my job. I was watching it while at the job today, and like I don't know if anybody is super familiar with the discography of Diana Ross. Um, sure, but there's this okay, but there's this song called "Love Hangover," and we got to that scene, and it immediately played in my head. I was like, "Oh, oh, Katra, that's what he you, has." It was mm-hmm. like, "Do you have the sweetest hangover?" I don't want to get over. I was like, there you are, Katja. That was Katra. exactly it. There you, you are. You, you soft baby. There you are. I mean, it's not like Troa has not been affected because Troa's sitting here. <laughs> you said quiet quitting. And I'm sorry for barking on the podcast. That was so I'm not funny. sorry. Dude. <laughs> you said quiet quitting. I loved that. That was when his, when his clown boss was like, if you're on time, you're late. <laughs> Right at the circus, you're literally you are the circus where I get knives thrown at me. (laughs) Right, you better shut up. Gotta show up (laughs) my job. The knife throwing scene was so funny to me. Uh, She, that lady, was so bothered by him. (laughs) Yeah, Catherine's just jealous. She's just jealous of Catra. I was a little back and forth on this because it was. I felt it kind of interesting for Tro as a character, like this moment of like, just fucking kill me, like <laughs> just throw the <laughs> dice over at with, me. bro. But her picking up on it, so she comes out and she's like, "Oh, I need you to be more scared," and then she's like, "Oh, fuck, he's not scared." <laughs> like she immediately right. turns and like, "Oh my god, oh no!" Not only oh. is he not scared, he is begging for his death. Right, right. Okay. You took me away from the only man I'll ever love, so you might as well just throw that knife directly into my heart, Catherine. Ugh. Catherine. <laughs> Your name's almost his, but it's not his. Catherine. You're not the Catra I want. That's how Troa feels in his heart. <laughs> Much is made of Troa's... Um beast-like eyes as well she she tells him that his eyes are just like that lion's and then the lies o- the lion opens its eyes and they're manifestly not like Troas <laughs> at all which i thought was really that funny thing. <laughs> i know i looked at it and i was like this lion look goofy as hell you trying yeah. to say that Troa looks goofy that's rude that is rude How it'd be funny if it cut to him and they just cut out the lion's eyes and put them over his that would be fun that that, that is the edit i want that is the edit i need that is the edit I will put on a t-shirt. So, yeah, we, we, we see a lot of what Duo and Hito are up to. And we see a lot of, you know, uh, comparatively a lot of Troa and Katra. I feel like Wufei is, like, really consistently getting the short end of the stick here. Yeah. Um, he, he shows up just, at the very, very end of episode six. And that's, like, about yeah. it. He does. He shows up to, like, also in a way that's, like, also Wufei is doing stuff. Um, <laughs> Remember me? Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> 
I feel like we get more of him later, though. No, I'm sure we will. But listen, I feel like we talked a lot about the uh, the the history that we learned in episode five. The action in episode six, I found <laughs> to be like kind of outstanding. And like, yeah. when, since you unlocked this Hito Relina thing as Bella and Edward from Twilight, I've been like really leaning into it in my interpretation. <laughs> and like, it's paying off, honestly. I think yeah. this is cooler yeah. than, than Vampire. It's like, <laughs> instead yeah. of a vampire, he's just a child soldier with a, <laughs> with a you know, two-ton uh, tank shaped like a human being. Right. Right. I mean, it's not wrong. And, and watching him actually start to crack is cool. Like, genuinely. Yeah. Yeah. I just, I, the, the, the actual dance scene in episode six was That's so funny. So weird. So Isn't she like, I, do you still want to kill me? And he's like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Normal dance conversation. You're having. Strong, strong spider monkey vibes there. I was like, well, what the dude, this is literally is like, on? there's a scene where Edward says to Bella, you're my, you're, it's like, you're my own special kind of heroine or something. Wait a minute. Have you seen all of the Twilight yeah, Saga? Of course, Newman? I've seen all the Twilight movies. Wow. They're fun movies, you guys. They're really wow. fun movies. <laughs> Michael Sheen is in them and he plays like an evil <laughs> vampire. It's so fucking <laughs> funny. What's your favorite part of Twilight? You better use this um, one as, now, the, as the trailer clip because you've been roasting me for the last like three <laughs> motherfucking weeks. Everybody I needs to know that your ass. Busted! Max Newland likes Twilight. I'm actually really glad you asked me what my favorite part of Twilight is because I have a prepared response for this, which is what's your favorite part of Twilight? The vampires in Twilight have special powers, like they are shown in fighting anime characters. They do this, yeah, (laughs) and that is so fucking cool. And they do nothing with it in the story. That's wild because it's not that. It's not about that. It's about baseball. It's about baseball. <laughs> See, I've seen the one with the baseball in it. I've seen the first one. That's the baseball game in it, right? Yeah. I've seen that one. I've seen There's that one. a vampire who can read your mind, and there's a vampire who can uh, uh, see your future, um, and there's oh. a vampire who can... Bella's whole thing when she becomes a vampire is that she has, like, a shield power. Oh. That can, like, protect people from other vampire powers. Like, there's, there's potential in this idea that is never used by the author because the author's telling a romance story. Oh, so um, you read the books too? Okay. No, I did not read the books. I I have an ongoing oh. mission. I would like to someday make the books better because I feel like you can make a better Twilight. <laughs> is it Stephanie is Meyer? It twi- don't listen to this. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody. Is it Twilight her. a fan fiction of something else? I thought Twilight was a fan fiction of something know. else. I don't know. I I wouldn't. Yeah, know. maybe it's a, like a Bleach fan. Fiction. No, you're thinking Fifty Shades of Grey, which was a fan fiction of Twilight with the names changed. No, I thought that one of them, not Fifty Shades of Grey, but I thought that. Uh, I could have sworn that I heard that Twilight was a fan fiction of Interview with a Vampire, but that don't make any. We're looking sense. at reflection of a reflection here. It's it's symbols all the way down. Yeah, Do we not just... know? We don't know for sure that Stephanie Meyer didn't watch a lot of Gundam Wing. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> we, I mean, we don't know that she didn't see this. I mean, <laughs> because like the scene where he, the, she's outside the castle and the the Oz ships launch their strike and a big piece of rubble falls down. It's exactly yeah! the scene of where Edward stops the car that's out of control in the school parking lot from killing Bella. It's the it's the same thing, <laughs> um, oh, except Hito doesn't like gaslight Bella into being like, you didn't actually see that. You're just crazy. Um, Hito just leaves. Oh, gross. <laughs> 
<laughs> he just gets the hell out of there. Yeah, um, yeah. Oh Edward, Edward Cullen is very, uh, like, every t- he's textbook bad boyfriend. Kids, if your boyfriend acts like Edward Cullen, you need to dump that man. He's bad. He's um, toxic. You should leave he's, him. He's going to hurt somebody one of these days. Even if he's supernatural. Yeah, he also can't go outside with you in the summertime. Yeah. And that's a problem. You're no, never going to go to the beach again? Yo, I love the beach. I love it. Listen, if if I were doing Twilight, I think it would be way more cool if instead of sparkling like diamonds, they looked nasty and old in the sunlight. How about that? Yeah, there's, they there's should. One I note would like for that. You, Stephanie, that's much cooler. Yeah, I like that. I would like that because it's like as if like the 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 moon, like the dark, is like their is like their metaphorical like picture of Dorian Gray shit. Mm. And so when you actually see them in the daylight, they look their age. See, this is better. That's we got deserve. it. We, Join us for our next podcast after the season wraps. We're going to be doing Make Make Twilight Better podcast. Does that mean I have to watch those fucking movies? I feel like we can just shoot from the hip and get it right. I just feel like the best way to make those movies... I've seen the first one, and I feel like the best way to make those movies better is to to essentially just like do the men in black, like white pen, wipe it from everybody's memory. <laughs> I'm just bad. We'll make a new Twilight so good they won't even remember the old Twilight. In a hundred years... Ours will stand tall. The Anime Club Twilight. The, the an Anime Club presents the Twilight. No. Anime Club Podcast presents the new Twilight movie. <laughs> the new Twilight. I want to be the voice of the baby. <laughs> By Griffiny Smiler. Smyers. Smyers. By Mephany Smyers. Mephany Smyers. All right, I'm going to officially. Smyers. I'm going to officially transition the, um, the, the this meeting of the anime club out of Twilight Zone and into my favorite zone of the last two episodes. It's robot? time for us to talk about the big robots. Robot time. It's, it's robot, robot zone. Time. Uh, Death side is back. Zone. I know yeah. we're all big fans of that. Seeing this, seeing the weapons now. Um, one thing I wanted yeah. to notice, which is, I, I don't know the names of the Gundams, but uh, Hiro's robot does have um, machine guns that come out of the head. Like, I just shoot yeah, bullets zero. out of my head. Mm, That's mm, mm. Yes, yes, yes. good. It's very good. Yeah. It's very good. Did we get to see Wu Fei's? Did we get to see Shenlong shoot fire? No. Yes, we saw the snake arm yeah, yeah, that, yeah, yeah. that shot yeah, we fire out. That was cool yeah, we as got hell. To, we got to see Wu Fei shoot fire, which is really fucking cool. I love it so much. I love it so much. It was great to see uh, Hero using the the Wing Gundam's shield uh, as yeah. an offensive tool. That was very cool. Mm-hmm. Big weighty mm-hmm. weapon. Yeah. It's very very cool because we only really get to. I think we get to see Duo do Death Scythe. Excuse me, a little bit. We've seen a little bit of it so yeah. far. Yeah, we saw, but we saw some. Do we see some in this episode? No, it was no. mostly Hero. It was mostly Hero. It was Hero. No, Duo was mostly just sleeping on his Gundam. Yes. And talking While to his, an old man. That's his scientist. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which, who who looks like, what's his name from Dragon Ball Z? He looks like old dude's he granddad. He really does. Yeah, he he's, looks like he's old very dude's much just the Master Roshi. Uh, he's, he's super Master Roshi. <laughs> he's very, like, uh, he looks like an Akira Toriyama tribute, honestly, to me. Yeah. <laughs> he might be. He could be. I, I bet you. I bet you. If we looked it up, everybody loves Akira Toriyama. Right? I think there's nobody in anime who doesn't feel like 
that that's like one of the you guys to be. respect yeah. even if you're yeah. even if you don't love every episode of dbz and who does you gotta no. respect the game of toriyama <laughs> respect the game man right yeah absolutely put some respect on toriyama's name you should always respect him respect yeah. a legend respect mm-hmm. but i do i love that i love i love that so much like i i the Wing Zero has a whole bunch of stuff on it. Like it just, it's just kitted <laughs> out. It's truly yeah. kitted out. Like it's, it's got shields, Swiss Army it's got knife a sword. Gundam. It truly it can is. transform. Got, it can. It into turns a into a jet. whole, a whole jet. So it's like super it's aerodynamic. It's really like transformer style. Like it really, like the yeah. arms yeah, yeah, were yeah, folding yeah. up and like a thing yeah. popped into a socket. Like it was, uh, yeah. I mean, it was, it was a transformer. Yeah. Like I think that's the only one that actually does that. The rest of them just like have uh, rocket boosters they on just the back go away. and like yeah yeah they just like float away fly away like but, iron yeah. man basically <laughs> La- last <laughs> it works um last robot thing that really caught my attention these two episodes was um our moment we had with tall geese again where zex is building mm-hmm. it up yeah. and mm-hmm. the they they mentioned that this is the not just an early prototype but the prototype for all mobile suits and gundams um, yeah. which feels kind of significant to me. Like the dad's coming out, like they're bringing, they're bringing yeah. Gundam's dad to play. Yeah. Yeah. Dad's like, you done ruckus enough. I got to come in here and remind you of them house rules. We, we brought grandpa back. Yeah. And grandpa's not having it. He's not having it. Oh, can we talk about this like this it's like not a big thing, but it's okay. honestly one of my favorite things about Gundam Wing. The Please. sound effects. The sound oh. effects are so fucking detailed. Like it is it's like such a good brain tickle. Like it was this moment where it was literally I'm pretty sure it was Wing Zero was just walking and it's like this soft, like springy like electric sound that was like the sound of the joints, like of the Gundam, like walking. And I was like the attention to detail for the Foley artists is amazing and like they deserve. Science fiction sounds are my favorite because you, you get mm-hmm. to create what those sounds are because we don't have anything in the real world to like, we have things that we can be inspired by these, you know, science fiction sounds in the real world. But like, it's, it's a, it's a clean slate, right? You, you don't, not everybody, nobody knows what a fucking, you know. What does Gundanium good. sound like when it slaps against itself? Yeah. Or we like, when it, yeah, pick. when it, we get to pick and like, it's so cool. Like the amount of like cool sounds. I just, it just, it, it really popped out to me today when like there was a break in the fighting and I think it was like a Gundam was shifting into position. It was like the whirring and like the, 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 the sound of it moving through space. And I was like, this is very fucking sick. Like the detail in this anime is like impeccable. And it's important because these Gundams really have to be, they're big robots and they're also a little down to earth. Like they make Mm -hmm. them somewhat believable with this mechanical yeah. nature to them and the sound effect being as crunchy as it is, even when they're yeah. pulling out fucking laser swords and stuff. <laughs> like, this is one of my favorite parts of any mecha show is is when we get the, like, mecha and there are also real people on the ground and the scale yeah. becomes apparent. And, like, Relina mm-hmm. and this Gundam, it's like, oh, ah, that's a big robot. Yeah, like, it's it's multiple stories tall. That's like Go Fight Godzilla, big robot. Like it can be yeah. easy to think of a Gundam, see a Gundam and think, oh, that's like three guys tall. No, it's like 30 guys tall. 
Yeah, yeah. It's crazy. Dude, we know that they built one, like, to scale in yeah. Japan. Like, a couple of years ago, right? <laughs> yeah. Like, they, and, like, and it we walked, all know like, two it or three really feet. works. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you know, and that is why, uh, you know, you don't mess with the Japanese self-defense Power, force. A powerful They've got deterrent. a Gundam. I'm telling Nobody you. Nobody else has a Metal Gear. <laughs> Yo, seriously. Like... And that's why there are no wars anymore. <laughs> 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 I mean, Loki, is it because the U.S. demilitarized them? Maybe. Mm-hmm, maybe. 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 <laughs> Do I have feelings about that? Yes, but. Well, Gundam can, wants you to have feelings about that, I think, because Yo, these are not they just like. they making Gundams. Yeah, this is not. They know what they're doing. They know what the story they're yeah. telling at, at, at the Gundam factory. Right. I think that's like part of the appeal, right? Like you go to Gundam because you want to hear about like this is this is my this is war stories and this is war stories told yeah. through the lens of like how do we externalize the body? How do we do something? How do the body involved in war and how do we like mechanize that and remove agency from mm -hmm. it? You know, yeah, um, very Absolutely. heavy stuff. And like, of course, I think everybody thinks of the cool, <laughs> the the meme. The wow, cool robot meme. Are you guys yeah. familiar with this? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because at the same time as you're talking about, you know, of what use is it to train an assassin if you're just going to be killing people anyway? Well, also, here's this robot that manifestly you can make a toy of that will transform into a little plane. Right. <laughs> Gundam is extremely complicated. Yeah. This yeah. is all very complicated. I mean, it, it's it, it, it like it's a war story, and and not just a war story, but it, it's a war story from Japan as well. I mean, like there, yeah. I feel mm -hmm. like this is the the product of another country and another culture. And we think about how this was, um, you know, essentially translated and shown on TV here in the U.S. and has a pretty distinct message about war and what it's saying. Uh -huh. uh, it, it's kind of interesting. Yeah. yeah. And like what I like, what I like about watching it now with as a person who can like actually understand what the fuck's going on, because um, <laughs> when I was twelve, I was truly just, I was truly Whoa, there wow, for the cool music, robot. the robots and the boys, music, robots and boys. It's all I cared about. Wow, cool playtail. Honestly, I was like, hey, what that braid do, baby? <laughs> um, <laughs> um, but uh, um, but what I like, yeah, it's like I. One of the things that I've always kind of appreciated about anime is when they do take on like when they do make animes about difficult com about about big things, right? About difficult sure. conversations <laughs> and stuff. I'm thinking of Princess Mononoke. I'm thinking yeah. of. Um, I am thinking of Neon Genesis Evangelion. I am thinking of Grave of the Fireflies. Oh, I mean, I am talk about talk about the ultimate like disembodied war story. Like Neon Genesis yeah. Evangelion says, "Oh, robots are bodies, huh? Yeah. Oh, you you want to make a you want to make you want to make a metaphor about robots being bodies, huh? Yeah. Let, let me show you what a metaphor looks like. Yeah. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> and like when I like how anime explores like these these big topics and how they explore like how these how these external things affect people. And I think that's yeah. what makes Gundam Wing so compelling is that like 
we're seeing from both sides how this war affects everyone involved. You know, there are people like Trey's who are like, I am just here because there's money in it. I am just here because I am protecting the interests of the wealthy elite that have always existed that will continue to exist. And I am like this, this institutional force. Man. And fully disconnected from the violence. And yes, the absolutely. Fully disconnected. I was just about to say, the, the war has not touched him. Yeah, it's yeah, not touched him. Never He's touched playing him. with birds in his garden and like yeah. making metaphors out of it. Yeah. Versus this huge, but then you look at people like who are just like a little bit below him, like Lady Oon, who's like, who still has to, you know, get get her hands dirty, God, she has to do doing everything. all of these things. She has to do everything just to achieve what what where Trey's is, right? Then you've got people like Duo and Hiro and Katra and Troa and Wufei who are fighting this fight for their own reasons. Of the, but the biggest reason is because, you know, the propaganda that is being told from one side is only one half of the story and it's being told very wrong. And it's just like, it's kind of, I, I think especially also for, for me as an American who tries very hard to, to not just absorb American news about countries that America occupies or America goes to, not to get ultra political, but to hear what the people who are being occupied have to say about that, you know? Absolutely. And yes. it's just kind of like, oh, yeah, no, it's kind of wild how much proper, because that's also the conversation that's being happening in the wing, right? Like, it's like, oh, 100%. Not, because like, it's what, the propaganda what we just got machine this episode. I mean, what we just got this episode with Dr. J, compared to the, yeah. the snippet we hear at the beginning of every episode, you could hear yeah. the narrator as he describes the Earth Sphere Alliance. He has this mm -hmm. contempt in his voice when he says, and they're doing it for justice and peace. Right. Like right. mocking it and say, you know, mm -hmm. showing that that's mm -hmm. a sham. And yet in this very episode, we have Dr. J expounding exactly that for their side, for justice Absolutely. and for peace. Yeah. But then we also see, right, like how when the bomb goes off and it kills Prime Minister Darlian, how immediately Oz takes over the narrative and is like, terrorists, mm -hmm. terrorists, terrorists, yep, yep, terrorists. Yep, yep. And the, the terrorists lady who planted are, the bomb is on the news yeah, saying we're hunting for terrorists. saying terrorists, 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 terrorists. And she's painting the terrorists as colonists. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Right? Yep. Building and it's just like, yeah, building this. Manufacturing and swiftly, consent. And it's like, uh -huh. it's nuts. And it's like, wow. Remember that 20-year war Americans were in? <laughs> Remember all like, war? Yeah. Right? Do you and guys just, remember war? Yeah. yeah. Unfortunately. Remember that time that the French ran out of mustard because of war? Heard that on NPR today. Oh, yeah. They're real upset yeah. about it. You do they not take actually... mustard away from them. Hey, man, the mustard's French. really good. I don't know. I out of all the people. I mean, I would too, but I was like, out of all the people, I would really feel like the Germans would be really upset about that. No, it's the French. They are just like, they are hot. They can't get their Dijon. Right? <laughs> Gotta get that Dijon. Gotta get that Dijon. Nothing's like it. Honestly, though, like I was hearing that when I was in the shower, like listening to NPR today, I was like, man, but I could really go for a pretzel and some mustard. I've got mustard in the fridge right now. I'm going to have a treat. Bam. If it's not from the Gundam region of France, it's just a sparkling mobile suit. <laughs> <laughs> I need oh, that on fine, a Gundanium. What year is this? <laughs> crunch, crunch, crunch. <laughs> <laughs> just eating the metal. Colony year 197. Ah, oh, good year. The Kushranadas mm. were raining then. Love fucking... Is this Operation Meteor? 
Gotta say, I love the voice actor doing Trace's voice, though. Yeah. So excellent. Because you know what? Like, he's, okay, talking about the voice actors, Zex Marquis, Lady Un, and Trace Cushionata. I mean, they're all good voice actors. Everybody who's a voice actor is pretty, pretty good. But those three are really good at being yep. different facets of villain. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 yeah. And yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. so great. Like we've got Un and and Zex being like these like on the ground, hands dirty, not afraid to break a baby's neck. But then we've got like this slick back, silver tongued, like perfectly shaped eyebrowed like aristocrat out of trays who's like i'm literally playing games with people's lives and i love it i'm having the, so much fun being disconnected from the world it's gross. the villains are excellent and like the fact yeah. that we haven't we still don't know exactly what they're going to do like we spend yeah. so much time right. with them and we, no we hear so much about what they um what what their like small moves are but yeah. almost nothing about their big moves, um, which right. I assume is going to be what we're dealing with for like the rest of the series. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I, my, my prediction is the big move is a coup and taking and turning the Earth Alliance into a dictatorship mm. and therefore oppressing the colonies because that just feels like the most logical conclusion. Um, yeah. They're just they're sitting here trying to make the trains run on time. If you get my meaning. <laughs> um, so <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they're trying to make the trains out on time a bunch um, of real punchable guys <laughs> it's a real punchable dudes you know we don't talk to them we just hit him in the face hit him in the face but yeah mm-hmm. that's about all the notes i've got on today's mm-hmm. episodes of gundam wing um that's all i have we are heading up on the end of our semester yep. yeah yeah this was the last anime episode so we're gonna have an episode next week so let me hold on. Let me do some math real quick. Did you did you pass? When do we get our finals? How do you think you did on the test, Kostrak? Um, I just got my fingers crossed. It's it's really I got to be honest. A fifty fifty. That's fair. So yeah. next week, Monday, September nineteen, we will drop episode sixteen of the After School Anime Club, and it will be an episode that is like a wrap up of uh, of the whole season. We'll talk about you know different things. So I got some, I'm building a, a list of questions for us to, you know, go over. And I also figured it might be a fun time to talk about season two and um, maybe peek behind the curtain at some of what the uh, listener responses have been to that survey. I am so excited for what um, yeah. our second semester, our second season is going to bring us. Me too. I'm very excited. I feel like there are so many animes we need to return to, so many new ones left to explore, oh, so yes. many mysteries yet to solve. We just scratched the service. Who is Max Kostrax Ryoko? That's true. We <laughs> don't know. I've left you with a mystery. <laughs> <laughs> you, you whore. Sex work is I managed you to whore. not be vulnerable at all. How dare you? How dare we? My secret plan remains slightly distant. We will reach into your chest and we will pull out your secrets, Kostrak. You want to die? You want to die? We'll land on we'll one sooner or later, that's for sure. We'll um, make it happen, Kostrak. I, um, I actually have a fun... I've been cooking up fun ways for us to plan the schedule for next season. Yes. I'll just let you know Very about exciting. that. I'll just let you know that. I've been cooking it up. <laughs> so we'll see we'll see um you'll see next week you, you, my host and i will see next week and then you'll see very slightly after that 
because there's a delay between when the episode goes recording when it goes public. Um, to edit them, he's, it's time math. Work in. It's time math. Mm-hmm. Uh, is it time to end the podcast? I think we're yeah. yeah I think it's about that time. That's the bell, isn't it? that bell means you've made it to the end of another episode of the after school anime club we are so glad that you spend this time with us every week uh, if you want to spend even more time with us follow us online you can we're at anime club pod on twitter at after school anime club on instagram tiktok and tumblr uh, you can find me at max newland underscore mr kostrak where are you on the internet uh, mostly twitter you can find me at max underscore attack and Stevie. You can find me on Instagram and Twitter um, with the handle a smattering on both platforms. Oh, we would love it if you reviewed our podcast. Please. Yeah. Let me we just do a good uh, job. Let me just check my, my do my do my weekly check. Not gonna get locked out of again, are you? No, but I do have to do two factor <laughs> authentication, so yeah. hold on a second. Uh, Apple. You know, this cool new uh, keyboard that I have doesn't have one thing that I really want, which, which is? is a number pad. Oh. oh. I love number uh, pad. I don't know yes, about you all. I, I, me it's too. It's a deal breaker for me these days. I've got to have it's it on my laptop. It's really nice. Love my number My work pad. laptop isn't big enough to have a number pad, Same. and I feel... It hurts. I, I feel like a boomer anytime I have to do I have any to work in Excel, and I don't have a... Um, Same. ...number pad. I need to get an Excel yeah. one. Office it hurts. Check. <laughs> I just woke up from a terrible nightmare. <laughs> um, yeah, but yeah, if you leave us a review um, and give it five stars on Apple Podcast or on Podcast Addict or whatever you got, uh, I'll read yeah. it out loud. Unless it's, you know, Stevie mentioned it earlier. That chicken-headed shit. Well, it just doesn't None of fly. That. None of that. Much like it. chickens themselves. Thank you, Kostrak. I was, I was finna say it. Thank you. Thank you. It was set up. Proud of you. Thank you. We set them all up. Thank you. And we hope you've been set up to have a great week. I'm so glad you spent your time with us once again. And we'll see you at the last meeting of the season.
Riley. Yeah, Andrew. Do you want to make a podcast ad? I, I do, but what would we mention? So I think that we could probably put together an ad for a show called The Podcast Minds. Ah. There, but for the grace of pod, go we. You know, it's a podcast where we both pitch each other podcast ideas instead of doing one ourselves. Yeah, it's a podcast pilot pitching project. Totally. It's We should mention that it's a comedy show, right? Where we throw out ideas like getting weirdly deep into the themes of Jumanji. Is that one a podcast? No, no. Uh, I, I, it's, a, it's a podcast idea that is actually a front for me to talk to you about hyperfixations I got. Oh, that's uh, most of the things that you hit me with. Uh, what about instead if we just talked about all the different ways you could do a rewatch of Lost? Oh, that sounds like you just did what I did, but <laughs> you said it in a positive voice. Okay, and along the way, what if we pitched ideas like, I don't know, Epic Rap Battles of Mystery, the Lin-Manuel Miranda podcast? Listen to the podcast minds. There before the grace of pod, go we on your podcatcher of choice on the Moonshot Network. Hi-ho! Hi-ho! Every Friday. Hi-ho!